Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing. Whether that movie be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between, it's all on the table. I'm one of your hosts, Jim Saunders, and joining the podcast, as always, is Cynthia Lee. What's up, Jim? If you hear some random people yelling in the background, it's because we are like three rooms away from another room, but they're so loud that their voice travels through the three to four walls in between our room and their room. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's insane. We were just flipping off the wall as <laughs> as, we, as I was saying that opening monologue. First week of school just happened. This is will be our first pod of like the new year. Yeah, our new first season. Our first I guess, real podcast of of the autumn twenty nineteen quarter. Classes it's still just, just us though because we're figuring things out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a couple other podcasts backlogged for you guys, but um, as of as of now. Um, but this one will be the first one of like this new that goes out year yeah. season whatever you want to call yeah, yeah, yeah. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Classes are, they're something. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to, like, they're they're good now, but they're not going to be good later. My classes, like, all I have is, like, homework due by the end of this week. Mm-hmm. And I really should be starting because these are classes that, literally, my one of my classes, the professor was, like, for the first 15 minutes, oh, this class is going to be super frustrating. Yeah, you're going to be super frustrated with this class. And then another class was, like, you might have two to three labs depending on if one lab works or not (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see but yeah the first couple weeks i mean with the start of film club it's kind of been overwhelming but it should die down soon yeah we had we had a great attendance for the first meeting i was i was very satisfied with how that turned out thank you to everyone listening if you guys uh showed up for the eighth grade on Thursday, the twenty sixth. Sixth, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank Since you for Since this will actually up. be coming out the day after we record. That's right. <laughs> exposing when we record. <laughs> We're totally prepared. Yeah. But yeah, Cynthia, how, how have you been doing overall? Do you think? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I just have homework after this, which should be interesting to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, we are here. <laughs> today to talk about well a couple different things we're here today to talk about we're doing the film ollie yes this is because of anticipation to the movie gemini man which is coming out in a week or two Mm -hmm. which i'm super excited for because on lee is very interesting and for some reason he's like really into his like he's really interested he's like very focused on his like i don't know how many frames per second his filming thing is but he's like very interested in the new technology i didn't get to i really want to see billy lynn's halftime walk in the way that he wanted to and only like four theaters did it the way that he wanted to otherwise like billy lynn was kind of boring but apparently if you watched it the way he wanted you to watch it it feels it's supposed to emulate how a ptsd veteran like a veteran suffering from ptsd is supposed to feel because it's very nauseating in a way Mm. that you just don't get with like a normal theater playing his like 120 frames per second film or something Mm -hmm. whatever the technology was and he i think he's doing something similar with gemini man and so that's why i'm kind of intrigued by it and also it's just on lee Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I really appreciate directors that are willing to put a lot of respect and effort and care into the way a movie is actually presented. Mm-hmm. I feel like we don't get a, a ton of movies or a ton of directors like that anymore. Oh, yeah, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. And it's also starring, like, Will Smith with right. the weird technology that, like, de-aged de-aged him, him, but totally created a new him. I don't Mm -hmm. know how it worked. Like, did he play the young one as well, and they just totally de-aged him, like how they did in Irishman? That's my guess, Someone was saying it's, like, a little different than the way Scorsese was doing Irishman, so I don't know exactly how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But it'll be interesting. I've never considered Will Smith to be that much of a leading man because I don't really watch his films. Mm-hmm. Or, nor do I like consider him as a very serious actor by all means. But I think Ollie kind of changed my mind towards that. Would you agree or no? I would agree. I think it's definitely kind of like his breakout dramatic role. Because mm-hmm. like in the 90s, he had, had played a bunch of comedic roles and he had done stuff like up on like action films like Independence Day and um yeah and Men in Black oh yeah his, yeah his career actually started as like he was a rapper no mm-hmm. he didn't really want to be an actor from what I read like from what I've read about him he dropped out of college to be a rapper he I don't think he, he ever had intents to be an actor and I think when he was a rapper what he was well known for was like it's like him and DJ Jazzy Jeff have yeah. like, uh, they have a bunch of songs. They have like Summertime. They have, um, I think it's really funny because in an interview, I don't know if in, in a specific interview he said this, but there wouldn't, there were never any cuss words in his raps. Yeah, yeah, that's his, the thing. His that mom was his didn't appeal. Want him to, to, uh, to swear. Mm-hmm. And so he just abided by that. And I think that's so funny. That, kind of, I think that really was cute, like, actually. that was his appeal, right? He yeah. was like this safe. Mm-hmm. storytelling rapper safe like <laughs> pop rap pop rap yeah yeah and that kind of led him to be getting to get a sitcom made around his persona with an iconic main theme oh yeah french pr- la, 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 in french. west philadelphia oh my god born and raised. fresh prince of bel-air That's right. oh my god i can't speak today i'm <laughs> so sorry but yeah so he got the sitcom made around him his persona I've only seen a few episodes. I can't say I'm a expert at in that TV show, mm-hmm. but from what I've seen, he's kind of has this really bouncy, energetic p- persona. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have like because you mentioned already that in the '90s he kind of does like Men in Black, Independence Day, all the Bad Boys. These are all these action mm-hmm. films that require a energetic persona a very bouncy uplifting persona Mm -hmm. and i think he got kind of typecasted into that in the 90s because i mean no offense but like if you're like this safe no cussing rapper who's then acting in a sitcom you i don't think directors will be like oh yeah he should be in my serious drama piece about blah 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 blah, right right? he definitely had the charisma of a movie star but i I don't think he had the like depth yet i guess well i think a lot of people weren't aware of i guess the range of his talents because i think i think even if you go back to like certain episodes of fresh prince of bel-air i'm not like super well versed in that show but i i remember watching it a lot as a kid Mm -hmm. and there's this one episode 
where he, I, I'm like forgetting the exact plot, but he's like lamenting his dad who like left him mm-hmm. uh, in, in the show Fresh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it's like this super emotional mm-hmm. monologue, super like powerful uh, like gut wrenching, rousing mm-hmm. monologue, and apparently it moved like everyone to tears on set. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I feel like he had he he had that talent, but that I feel skill like that gets him, but... buried within like the whole premise of the sitcom, right? Right. Like, it's like right. oh, it's supposed to be this happy go lucky thing, and that's what dominates the sitcom, and so stuff maybe the emotional stuff kind of got buried. I think, a li- I think a little bit, or maybe, yeah, I mean, obviously it was a sitcom, but I think no one knew how to utilize his dramatic skills mm-hmm. at that point, because uh, he was so well known for being... The rapper and the, the rapper Fresh and like Prince the, of Bel-Air. The, and the, the funny, charismatic guy. Mm-hmm. And he's still really good at doing that. Yeah, he still does it today, but I think after the film that we're going to be talking about today, Ali, I, I think people started turning around. I mean, an Oscar nomination really turns your right. career around. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so he kept, he kept like, acting in... Or he was more well-known in his very action-y, comic, comedic stuff until maybe this. I'm not really sure how he got this. Maybe he got to a point where he had so much star power and so much credibility as an actor and mm-hmm. not as a but not as like a dramatic actor where he had the power to be like I read the script I really liked it I want to do it mm-hmm. kind of thing I think a couple actors have that power today but maybe he gained it and that's how he landed Ollie because it doesn't Ollie doesn't seem like something that Will Smith would have done back then you know mm-hmm. oh for sure no it was a total turning point for him mm-hmm. um so this movie directed by like one of a really good director michael mann yeah we just talked about uh on lee and and i feel like in the same vein michael mann is is like a is a director with like such a style of his own such mm-hmm. like a, who has kind of fallen off in the modern age i don't know his last movie was black hat which was something I never saw it. Yeah. But yeah, so after Ali, I'm just going to quickly go af- talk about a little bit after, and then we can talk about the movie in general. But after Ali, it's still very much like a potpourri of what he does. Mm-hmm. I think the rapper side of Will Smith will always be there. And it's like, do you think the rapping side of him, like the part of him that always will be a rapper, and I mean, he clearly enjoys it, will always deter him from like being in super serious roles because I still don't think of him as this gravitas dramatic actor mm-hmm. I think he's just an actor that comes and goes once in a while well I think because he's so good at doing the the whole funny guy the whole charismatic thing mm-hmm. which I think you you see shades of in Ali because mm-hmm. I feel like he one of the one of the strengths of his performance is that he I, I feel like he's able to capture Ollie's, uh, Ollie's wit mm-hmm. Ollie's like mannerisms his charisma pretty well especially his um his inflection mm-hmm. he does a weird thing at like the end of his sentences where it sort of feels bouncy mm-hmm. after Ali it's he does Pursuit of Happiness one of them is Pursuit of Happiness where he gets mm-hmm. an Oscar nom for that where he uh, performs alongside his, his son, son which is another 
theme that happens after Jaden Smith starts becoming an actor. Then he's Bad Boys 2, which is going back to his more action comedic side. Then he has... Or, okay, no. It's Bad Boys 2 and then Pursuit of Happiness and then I Am Legend, which is a film. I think I, I Robot as well was around that same era. Maybe? Right? I don't know. I didn't mention it. And then he does this film called Hancock, and the only reason why I'm aware of it is because I had to watch it for film class one day, and it was... It was something. It was not good. Um, <laughs> and then he has Men in Black 3, and then he has After Earth, which After is Earth. that what a, pseudo-Scientology what a film, but he's not really a Scientologist, so who knows, but we think it is. Yeah, he's, he's denied all connections yeah. to Scientology. Yeah, and After Earth is, like, bad. It's not good at all. <laughs> and yeah. um, But then after that, he kind of gets into more serious stuff. Whether they're good or bad, he's starting to dip more into the serious stuff. You have, like, moments of Ollie and Pursuit of Happiness. And those are two out of, like, the eight, nine films, which he's, like, doing action comedy, right? Mm-hmm. So you have... Whatever you want to think about Focus, that movie's not good either, but that's a more dramatic performance. He does Concussion, which was, like, really hyped because football is so intense in America. Right. And then he does, I mean, whatever you think about this film as well, but Collateral Beauty, which is more a dramatic performance as well. Mm-hmm. And then he has Suicide Squad in there, but um, we don't want to talk about that. I think it's <laughs> interesting the way his career sort of... Has 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 and flows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it's really interesting because like throughout the nineties he was in these comedic roles and these action movie mm-hmm. star roles and then after Ali he's just like all he just does like basically all these dramatic roles. I mean mm-hmm. with like a couple like action films inter interspliced. Yeah. I, mean, I, Bad I feel Boys like Boys is coming back again. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Next January? February? I don't know. Something like that. It's really interesting, but, like, I guess because I'm not so into Will Smith's music and I focus mainly as him as an actor, he's someone that just kind of comes and goes, but I never really say, like, oh, yeah, Will Smith's going to be in that movie, and so Mm -hmm. I'm going to be watching that movie. No offense to Gemini Man, but I'm more interested in Gemini Man because of On Lee rather than Will Smith, you know? And that's not to say that that Will Smith isn't incredibly talented. Yeah. Because clearly he has a ton of range, but maybe that might be the reason why he's not doing as many, like, super somber, dramatic roles Mm -hmm. anymore. He's not, like... This is the first actor that popped in my head, but, like, Michelle Williams. You don't see Michelle Williams doing, like, a comedy Mm -hmm. piece that often because she's just seen so much as a dramatic actor I think the opposite is true for Will Smith where now Will Smith is trying to course correct that you know Mm -hmm. where it's like okay I can do all these things Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean I feel like his choices of what he chooses to act in are very weird they're like some hits like Ali I guess in Pursuit of Happiness and then you have After Earth and Focus and like um... and Bright Seven pounds. I don't yeah. know if you ever saw that. No, but I've heard of it. It was, yeah, it was, it was, right. <laughs> it was all right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see him in Gemini Man. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just find his career trajectory so wild. It's so odd because I, I was trying to think of like another actor that maybe shared a, a similar path, and I was almost thinking like Adam Sandler, but 
I th- a okay, little bit. There's one where I th- think it, I can't compare them yet, but I think she does it way more successfully. Is Haley Steinfeld because she also has that whole singing thing going on, but mm. she's also like a really good actress. Mm-hmm. I because I always think of it as like, is his music career somehow deterring like his music persona deterring his acting persona? I guess. Possibly. And that's the only reason why I compare Haley Steinfeld because Haley Steinfeld has this music career, but we still think of her as this really good actress. Yeah, but I at four do you think of like when you think of Will Smith, do you think of his music first or do you think of his movies first? Because I, I think, think of, of his Fresh movies. Prince first. Okay. Which is is sort of a mix between both. Okay. I don't okay. think of his movies first because he doesn't cross my radar that often mm-hmm. in the movies that I watch. Like, I totally forgot Ali was a Michael Mann film. Yeah, I, I didn't even really realize, because so, like, it, it doesn't really... Um, oh, he also did Aladdin. We totally forgot about that. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he, I feel like he's starting to go back to his roots, mm-hmm. like, as a more, like, a traditional movie star. As he star. also becomes a YouTuber. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, That's kind of Will Smith in a nutshell, I guess, but, like, I think his performance in Ali is... I think Interesting just, in a f- way. I think he does a really a really fine job. Yeah. Like I, I think I think he really you could tell he's he's really trying his best. Oh to, yeah, because like I was reading and he he says like that's the proudest work he's done. Mm-hmm. And clearly you can clearly tell that he's done the research and he's done the work to like try to emulate his mannerisms and his inflection mm-hmm. and how the way he presents himself. And I think what I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing in this film, but man really allows Smith to kind of operate by himself. There's a lot of shots of Will Smith just looking out in the distance, contemplating, Mm -hmm. while in the midst of all the action going on as Mm -hmm. well. Which I think is a really bold move by man because clearly Mm -hmm. man is a director with a a ton of experience. Mm -hmm. He He knows what the hell he's doing. And for... This being Will Smith's first dramatic role, like, like, like well, I wouldn't say first dramatic like role, but like gravitas leading man, huge like huge Oscar, uh, yeah. like Oscar <laughs> bait performance. Yeah, yeah. My man had to have a ton of confidence in in Will Smith mm-hmm. in order for this to be pulled off, and I I commend that for him because mm-hmm. I I think it is a really good performance. Yeah, but I I just think what the problem with Ali is like as much as his performance is really good, is like this movie is still it lives and dies by the biopic structure. I think one hundred percent. And I, I find it fascinating that man decided to do a biopic because he doesn't seem like a biopic director. Yeah. It feels like biopics usually are made by people who you don't really know, I guess, because it's often safe to make a biopic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I'm thinking, like, First Man, because or like um, First Man is the m- movie I think of where it's like biopics can be good. Like, biopics don't have to adhere to that yeah, formula. Yeah, and I think what yeah. First Man really does well is, like, as much as it hits every of like this is what Neil Armstrong did it also kind of does this improvisation of like internal thinking that Mm -hmm. we might not we probably do not know how Neil Armstrong thought about his life and his emotions towards his family and all that Mm -hmm. stuff I think Chazelle really I mean he probably relied on some information from the people around Neil Armstrong but definitely 
improvised towards for like to benefit the story. Oh my god, words. <laughs> Where I think man doesn't really do that in this film. I think making a biopic can be a very precarious thing for a lot of directors and a lot of like screenwriters because mm-hmm. um, you have to hit moments in this film. You have to show him where he beats is it George Foreman? George Foreman, yeah. Yeah, like the ending shot, you have to hit that. You have to hit like him meeting all his wives. Mm-hmm. You have to hit the when he gets not convicted, is that the right word? Indicted about Vietnam. Right. You have to hit I mean, all Muhammad Ali is this huge person and so many different things happen to him and Michael Mann just falls prey to the I need to show that all these things happened mm-hmm. while also With, trying to put in his own stylistic workings that just don't f- correspond well mm-hmm. I think the best biopics often are the ones like you say first man that really get into the character's Internal. Or not the, you know, the person's like in, internal struggle in their mm-hmm. psyche and. Mm-hmm. Um, I really was trying to pull that from this movie mm-hmm. and I couldn't, you know. Like I feel like you'll probably disagree with me on this, but mm-hmm. I feel like Rocket Man is a really good example of this, where it, instead of it feeling like it's a it's a Wikipedia, you're smiling. <laughs> instead of it feeling like it's like a Wikipedia article, it actually feels like it's about Elton or it's about like Reginald Dwight. Uh huh. <laughs> it's just me. I, I got a ton out of that movie. And I feel like I, I, I knew a lot about Neil Armstrong as well and that being such a personal journey. Like, I, I if they present it as a personal journey for the... Like it, it just makes it so much stronger. And that's what I mm-hmm. wanted more out of this. Yeah, yes. I also... We may not agree about The Rocket Man, but I do agree on the sentiment of biopics often succeed if you can get understand if you as a person can understand the eternal internal struggle because that's something that it's up to the interpretation of the actor and the director mm-hmm. so it's a choice that's being made that is fascinating towards the film because actors choices and directors choices are often what make a film interesting or really bad and i think right they kind of don't do that in this film and it doesn't at least make it interesting. Because there's some choices that my man does stylistically that are super, super fascinating. Like, his whenever he does a boxing scene, he always does... I can't even describe the camera work, but there's often these cameras that go under the body mm-hmm. when they fight, and it turns super grainy, and they, like, take out the saturation of the lens or, or the whatever's right. going on there. And it's really, really fascinating. Mm-hmm. and interesting because it makes it feel more gritty and real mm-hmm. but then like there are just moments but there's no like internal choice I guess it's interesting that you mentioned that because I think the cinematography is definitely one of the oh, biggest it's, strengths it's in the order best for it to, part of this film in order for it to far. feel super raw mm-hmm. and just like I, this is the first film I think that was by, by Michael Mann that was shot digitally mm. which I think is he learned to like heavily rely on that in other in his movies post like collateral. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the cinematography is super interesting, but mm-hmm. also like for as bold and confident as the direction is, like I think it's really unfortunate that a lot of this movie feels very surface level. Yeah, it like does. it's just it, it's 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 them telling a ten year span, which hypothetically is not long in a biopic. 
mm-hmm. because you have things like Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman doing lifespans, right. which can extend itself so thin that you can't feel anything from mm-hmm. those movies. But there's still... I think, I mean, they chose the 10-year span where it's like mm-hmm. everything happened to Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. And then it's so long, too, because of it. And each moment they do is so surface level, you don't really get an aspect of that internal struggle that we like in our biopics. Right. I think, I mean, obviously it has to, or it doesn't have to, but the, it, the way it's told, it, it, it adheres to that, that biopic structure. And I think because, like, oh, we all know Muhammad Ali is like this legendary boxer mm-hmm. the movie has to end with a with a boxing scene because mm-hmm. that's that's him but i don't think that's the most interesting parts of the movie i think the most interesting parts of the movie are the times where he's he's standing up, up for his War. his religion yeah and his religion like i would huge. love to go more into that and how he, he made an impact with that because obviously he was a legendary and super talented boxer mm-hmm. but I mean, they I think dedicate, the most interesting... like, two parts of the film of, like, 20-minute shots of him boxing two different people. Yeah. 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 And that's not, that's another thing. I think this movie's way too long. Oh, yeah. This movie <laughs> it does not have to be two and a half long. hours long. But, like, what I find fascinating, because this movie starts off pretty well. They do, like, an intercut of this, like, music scene, intercut with him boxing, intercut with him... Mm-hmm talking about his religious views intercut with his personal life and all that stuff and so you feel like oh this movie's gonna dive into how these things kind of mix together mm-hmm. in a way and how that kind of made him as a person oh yeah like the opening montage mm-hmm. I, think is, I think is awesome yeah and it like it really like shows this as this like boxing as a spectacle but also him and his personal life and his religious views mm-hmm. and really does like a good job of like okay we're gonna anticipate this biopic's gonna go into all the details but it's gonna be like how this affected this and this affected that which would be really interesting to go for because like right. Muhammad Ali what makes him so great is he's this boxer that didn't want to go into the Vietnam War who is, is who studies Islam mm-hmm. and these are like all those things contribute to to one another. And I mm-hmm. think this film doesn't do a good job of that because it open it just separates every single aspect of him into right. acts. Yeah. Where like there's a first act, the first part of the film is about him and Malcolm X's relationship and Muhammad Ali's views in, on Islam mm-hmm. and and then the second act is I think the Vietnam Oh no, then they do like an intercut of him beating boxing i think a little bit it's so long it's hard to describe it right but they feel so distinct from other no- mm-hmm. one another but they don't blend well i think it's really unfortunate the way that it's told too because those aspects of his life the way it's structured feel more like they're obstacles rather than they're parts of himself mm-hmm. which i think i think if they if they but made that not, it doesn't it shouldn't be right yeah like i feel like if they made those more cohesive like they did in the opening scene Mm -hmm. I think this could have been a way more interesting movie Mm -hmm. and as like as powerful as even like the the final scene in the final scene is Mm -hmm. where he's boxing George Foreman it does it abandons all the other things that we have so invested in right it abandons the fact that he didn't want to go into the Vietnam War it Mm -hmm. abandons the fact that he is this African culture icon Mm -hmm. it abandons the fact that like 
they do this like running montage sequence that's supposed to show that like he's this huge icon black icon because mm-hmm. there's like a bunch of children running around him and when that's they're like, in I think that's one of the best scenes in the, yeah. in the entire movie when they're in Zaire and he's but just it's like a little heavy handed a little bit but and, I, 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 it, I like um I'm I'm all for the schmaltz and, <laughs> and cheese like that, so I enjoyed it. But like, there's like these moments, and then they dedicate like the last thirty to forty minutes on this George Foreman fact, right? Fight, and you totally forget all the stuff that they've already talked they've talked about. Mm-hmm. Just for this fight, also to like emphasize he's a good boxer. The s- the side plots with like his affairs don't really go anywhere. Oh yeah, no. Because like, I was like, I was like, wait, are they is is like you know what interesting about that though because like i don't i'm not too familiar with islam the religion of islam Mm -hmm. but like it does kind of they kind of touch upon it a little bit where he was like having premarital sex with the the jada pinkett smith i forgot his first wife yeah and he kind of talks about it's like he always like forces like force converts his wives to be Muslim or something, yeah, 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 or something like that. Like he was like forcing her to like not work. That's like what I wanted more. It's like his life intercutting with other aspects of his life, right? Not just like oh, this is like he met his wife mm-hmm. and then he's having trouble with Islam. It's like I kind of wanted like a cause and effect kind right. of thing where it, like this all these film things just says cause, 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 cause. Right, cause. like all these things are supposed to be happening at once, mm-hmm. but it feels like different phases of yeah. his life. Yeah, even like my grasp of what time it is. Like, yeah. what year it is, mm-hmm. is kind of fuzzy in this film, because they just jump. I feel like if you know your, your history about oh, Muhammad yeah. Ali and, like, Malcolm X and that stuff, then, like, you have a you get, like, a little bit of a grasp on it, but still, it's, like, a little bit... It would have even been better if they, like, it wouldn't made the film worse if they just put, like, this is 1964, or, I'm, wow, years, I'm so bad. Like, this is 1968, because you have, like, MLK dying, getting right. shot. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Oh, that, my God, that. even, I forgot about that, like... I forgot that that That's happened. How much this film is so bloated, but separately, you know, mm-hmm. like you totally forget MLK got that, shot. That's just like a throwaway, like thirty second yeah. scene. Yeah, I mean, and it's never like for a, me. I think maybe what they were trying to do was like, oh, you know, black icon, black African American rights in the U.S. Muhammad Ali is this figure mm-hmm. that gives African Americans hope or something. Mm-hmm. Some form like that you know right and so maybe that's the reason why mlk was sprinkled in there because like oh these icons are all these black icons are dying around him and mm-hmm. ollie feels more and more of the burden on him i guess right. i guess that's also but that's like me having to think on overdrive to get there you know yeah yeah i think that's yeah no you bring up a good point with that i think it's also to, to set the time frame but like mm-hmm. It yeah, still doesn't I, get to I, do good. I feel like it's just like a it's it's never even addressed that it is MLK. It's just like they're in. I think they display that they're in with the, Montgomery, the hotel. That yeah, the the, he, the motel. Yeah. Yeah, and then Memphis, I believe it was in. Mm-hmm. And like the only reason why I know it, then at that point it was 1968 because I know history. Right. But like. Someone who doesn't it took me a know second US to even. History? It took me a second to even realize. I was like, "Wait, oh, that was MLK." I was yeah, like, "Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. what that was." Because at their motel and everything, and I mean, it was yeah, just that's like the whole like this film is the structure is so weird that you just can't get a grasp of what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that they like 
do stuff like that where they quickly gloss over like MLK's death. Right, which is not, shouldn't be which something shouldn't that's be, glossed over. The Malcolm X death, they I think does like a pretty okay job, but there's like just mo- moments are glossed upon within mm-hmm. this film, and I think that really really hinders this film from being a good biopic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also just felt like I wanted more out of Smith's portrayal, like, at least emotionally, I guess. Yeah. And there's just, like, some really odd choices happening as well. There's one, like, and sometimes when he's boxing, they have, like, these whispers that I don't really get the point of. If you're Oh, was there? Okay, yeah, I, 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 I remember that, and it was, like, um... Like, every, it's mainly predominant in the George Foreman fight. Yeah. There was, like... But it's also in the... It was, like, an inner monologue yeah, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I think and that I, was an odd choice. I don't really get that. So it's, like, was man the right person to direct a biopic? Because there's just so many things where you can see where man's going, and then he kind of drops off because he's, like, fuck, I need to make a biopic. Right. No, I... I, I think this could have been really cool if he didn't feel he had to adhere to that structure. I actually was going to check because I'm not aware. Did he write this as well? Mm, yeah, he contributed to the screenplay. The story is by Gregory Allen Howard, whoever that, who's best known for writing Remember the Titans, which is this very uplifting sports film. Mm-hmm. Also the writer of Harriet. Oh, the new movie coming out. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, it's like Cynthia Riva's really good, but it's still like a biopic. So, so like it's like basically every biopic ever made. Yeah, you mean? yeah, but with a great performance, yeah. which is just every biopic ever Honestly, made because it's like hinders so much deeply on even the like, main person being good. Even like as much as Bohemian Rhapsody kind of sucks, like Rami Malek is trying his fucking best in that movie. Yeah, but he still shouldn't have won that Oscar. Yeah. Sorry, man. If you're nominated in the same category with a man who actually sang in his movies, mm-hmm. you pick the man who sung, mm-hmm. not the man who lip-synced. Or Christian Bale. You're wearing a Vice oh, t-shirt right I, now. Every time I record a podcast, I always wear this sweater because it's like, we always record on like when I'm the laziest. <laughs> and I always wear this Vice shirt and I really didn't like the movie, but it's a really comfortable sweater. Christian Bale is really good in it, though. Yeah. He's really good in that movie. But, like, I don't know. Just also, there's a bunch of other characters in this film that just are random pieces to the puzzle. Like, I almost forgot Jamie Foxx was in this movie until I looked over on my oh, computer. Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah, Jamie Foxx was in this movie. I didn't even understand who, what Jamie Foxx's character was other than a bad influence. Yeah, because he was, like, a an alcoholic, I guess. I mean, he's a real person. Well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. like... They don't give him that much space either or, like, understanding his like, relationship with Muhammad Ali. Right. But it's also just, like, it's Jamie Foxx. It's like, he's an... Uh, at, at this point, was he an accomplished actor? But I think he was coming into it. Okay. I mean, Michael Mann got him for collateral years after. What, then, what, what year did he do uh, do Ray? Did he play Ray Charles? After this. 2004. Okay. So it is after okay. this. So he's like up and coming. Right. You have Jeffrey Wright is in this. John Voight is in this. Mm-hmm. Like, but these are like characters that are well, just... I think got an Oscar nomination for supporting alongside Will Smith for lead. Oh, really? If I, if I believe so. I believe so, yeah. He played the ABC journalist, right? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, even I didn't even get a sense of what that was there. Yeah, because well. they 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 were trying to like. Because it's for, supposed to be this like this connection between like all oh, buddy they were, relationship. They're like buddies, but like they they clowned on one another. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it was kind of funny, but it was just like it, it it took me a second to realize like okay like that's sort of odd. That's what they're the doing relationship here. Right. what they have, and I mean yes, a biopic is supposed to be centered around the main person. But I, I don't I'm gonna go back to First Man, but like what one thing that First Man does really well is Claire Foy's character is so much part of the story as well because mm-hmm. his actions are affecting the people around him. Right. And I don't think this film grasps the idea that Muhammad Ali's actions are also affecting the people around him in a mm-hmm. way. And that's what I find so fascinating about First Man, because although it's mu- so much about Neil Armstrong, it's also about the Armstrong family because his lack of emotions towards Mm -hmm. his family are really like the struggle between his family life and his work life Mm -hmm. where in this film it's just like he does um Muhammad Lee does stuff right and no one seems to be super affected by it Mm -hmm. except for his wives yeah no that but even then I feel like those those plot points are are picked up and then just dropped off immediately yeah yeah I feel like they could have delved way more into that and it could have been super interesting but they just don't because really. this film does feel like just like a history textbook. Yeah, which uh, and it's it's just frustrating because yeah. it's because it's Will Smith who's obviously a great actor and, and doing Mann. a lot of good things mm-hmm. in this film and Michael Mann, a great director, trying to do some stuff. But right. then I think we can come to the conclusion like just the biopic is not yeah Michael Mann's thing. Yeah, well, it's just. Rarely, we're we're getting better. We're getting better films now in the biopic genre, but mm-hmm. rarely did you get like a super creative, well told biopic story mm-hmm. back then. I mm-hmm. mean, there are like exceptions. Like there's like Sid and Nancy, which is mm-hmm. like a this tragedy about these rock stars, and then there's mm-hmm. there's other exceptions. But it's it's just a again, it's just a very precarious. I think it's genre. so just easy to fall back. Right. On to, because the biopic, I think everyone likes the biopic because usually biopics don't depict who they're talking about at, in a bad light, you know? And they're mm-hmm. usually picking characters that are inspirational figures in our society. So someone like Muhammad Ali, someone like the Elton John, I almost said Rocket Man. Um, <laughs> someone like Freddie Mercury, someone like Neil Armstrong. These are people right. in our history that are good figures. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to make the safe choice because you know that you're going to be able to relive all these great, awesome moments mm-hmm. in their lives again. And so it's easy to be, applaud them for that. But it's also easy to fall on how safe the biopic is. You mm-hmm. know? And I think Michael Mann is not a director that likes being safe. Right. And there's this conflict mm-hmm. with the genre that he's working with and the director that he is. Mm-hmm. And then Will Smith just falls in there and he's like, I'm doing my best, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like he he's really trying to do something really cool and ambitious, Michael Mann is, but then he's just, yeah, he has to hold back. Like, yeah. the fact that this movie's, like, two and a half hours long, which it Really? It doesn't need, need to be. It did, well, not necessarily that it doesn't need to be, but I didn't need to feel like it was as long as it was. Yeah. It could still be that length and... 
There were a still lot be... of times when I was watching this film, I was checking my phone. And I usually am very anti that when I right. watch a film. But I was like, oh my god, this is just so boring. It's just so long. And, like, his main movies, like Heat, like Collateral, which are, mm-hmm. like, over two hours long. And they feel he's, like... He's, like, going upwards of, th- of three, three hours. Yeah, and, and it doesn't amazing. feel like it. Yeah. yeah. But there's just no tension or anything really interesting going on. I mean, there are moments, again, we mentioned the cinematography. The cinematography is, like, wild. Mm -hmm. I think it's really good in this film, but I just never felt anything. I mean, the ending scene was like, oh, yeah, hurrah. Right. George Foreman, I remember that. He does, like, the the pose, and he does the... Yeah. It's like, well, I I know that image. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, but there's just nothing there you know yeah well it's just it's just all leading up to that george foreman fight and you know what the outcome is gonna be um but it's like you you add some tension to maybe think we're questioning the outcome that's kind of what i liked about first man as well because we know he makes it to the moon right but but you still feel so tense holy shit he might not make it to the moon Mm -hmm. (laughs) which i think is is such an incredible feat for a biopic when you already (laughs) know what's what the hell is going on and you're questioning the answer yeah and I don't think Ollie does that. Not not quite. Yeah. Not quite. But I think that's all I have to say about yeah. Ollie, you know. It really tries. Like it, it, it really it, does try. Like, and again, you know, it doesn't paint him in a bad way, so that's always a plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, Mann and Smith are trying their absolute hardest. Yeah. And it shows. And it shows, yeah. definitely. But yeah. it, it's it's still very flawed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. But I'm excited for Gemini Man. I'm super excited yeah. for Gemini Man. I mean, again, I'm going to mention, like, Will Smith's not someone I am wholly that interested in mm-hmm. sometimes. But, I mean, On Lee's doing something. I mm-hmm. mean, it, the trailers, in my opinion, look interesting. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith looks good. Like, right. he looks like he's acting and trying really hard. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. After he's had a, a few duds recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For right. sure. Right, yikes. I think that's <laughs> all we have to say about Ollie, you know. Yeah. 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 And as we mentioned, excited for Gemini Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Michael Mann's up to lately. He made Black Hat, that Chris Hemsworth movie. That was like a 2015 yeah, or something like I that, don't, though. Does he have anything lined up? Um, he's a really good director, but I think... I kind of, I hope so. He's making another biopic. Oh my god, no fucking way. Really? Untitled what? Tony Accardo slash Sam Giacana biopic. Oh my god. Right when we were... All we are talking about is him just... Oh, Oof. was he supposed to do the Ferrari film? Ford v. Ferrari? Was he really? Oh my god, it seems like it was. In his Wikipedia, it oh, says, he's in a- January 2015, it was reported in The New Yorker that man is developing a film about Ferrari founder Enzo Ferrari. Christian Bale was originally cast to play the title character. And he still is. But now he's playing... Christian Bale's now playing Ferrari, right? In yeah. Ford v. Ferrari? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I don't think they're playing the title characters. Oh, no? No. Christian Bale is playing Ken Miles. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> but he... That's funny, though. That like. It says on IMDb... That he's an executive producer on the project. Mm. But he's doing another biopic, and we just trashed that Michael <laughs> Mann doesn't seem to seems to be stuck in the bio. Maybe he I don't know. I don't know what Michael Mann's opinion on all his I mean, he probably thinks it's good because he made it, 
But, right. like, who knows? Black Hat was kind of a mess, so we'll see where he goes. He's a great act- actor, director, but... Has he acted? He has two credits. <laughs> so he's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great director. It's just like, it's been a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Ollie. Ollie. W- Will Smith. I mean, I check it out just because it's like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's an, it's interesting. It's an interesting moment in man's career and it's a very interesting moment in mm-hmm. Will Smith's career so mm-hmm. it's worth taking a look at if you're interested in both of those people for sure for sure so yeah I think those are our closing thoughts it's a it's a good but flawed movie yeah yeah solid three out of five definitely I think that's what I'd give it yeah you can find us on Facebook at Udo Film Club and on Instagram and Twitter at Film Club Udub and then you can check our podcast every week uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And next week, we'll have another movie, as no, always. We're, no, we're going to do Dark Knight. Oh, we're going to have yeah. Dark Knight? Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Okay. No, we, we're we scheduled, guys. We gotcha. have some scheduling. <laughs> Dark Knight, yes. I didn't know if we were going to do no. a, a Joker thing. No, we do Dark Knight. Okay. It's Dark Knight. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, next week, we're talking about Dark Knight. Which we've already recorded, and we'll have hey, out on. <laughs> You're exposing us. <laughs> I think we exposed ourselves in the dark night when we already recorded it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be weird if we had it out like way long after October seventh. Oh my 7th, god! Yeah. Because it, it, we would be like, "Oh, Joker's coming out," and <laughs> all this stuff. But it won't be as bad next week. Joker is coming out. Yeah. This week, technically. Oh, shit. So, yeah, our Dark Knight is a little off. Podcast is a little off. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. It's It's better that we release it sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.